0: Hey, how's it going? And welcome to this episode of the Super Self Podcast. My name is Tommy Gentleman. It's great that you're here listening to this. It is my passion and purpose in life to help you by inspiring and igniting your fitness, your motivation, and your positivity. Three subjects that I am passionate about. In this episode, I was delighted to have a special guest, and that special guest was Ricky Long. Ricky is an international Les Mills UK trainer and presenter. He's also a very experienced personal trainer. He does online programs for people to help them with their fitness, especially people who have an active lifestyle. Maybe they're group fitness instructors and need to balance it out and ensure that they're getting results in their own fitness as well. He's been in the fitness industry for over 10 years. In that time, he's worked in gyms and owned gyms, and it's great to be able to speak to him on this podcast, to bring him to your ears, and for me to be able to ask him some questions and talk about some really interesting topics around the fitness industry, including what gyms should be doing with the equipment that they have in their gyms, how people should be training for the best result to keep it simple and to get it done, and we also talked about how the internet has had an effect on the fitness industry. We also discussed some random topics, as you'd expect, because Ricky is a friend of mine, so it was great to connect with him in this way on the podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to leave it a review on iTunes. Without further ado, this is the episode with Ricky Long on Keeping It Simple on the Super Self Podcast.
1: So... I've been in the fitness industry from a, a young age, since I was 15, um, so that's nine years now because I'm, I'm 24 now, as we found out on in Instagram last night. Um, and what's happened in those 10, 15 years is we've seen fitness trends come and go at a much accelerated rate. So what I mean is fitness trends used to last five, six years, and then with the explosion of the internet, fitness trends can come and go within three months now. And what that does, it causes mass confusion and pandemonium on social media. And we're all the same. We all follow different fitness icons on social media. And you'll see one uh, really pushing this concept of training, another pushing this concept of training, which conflicts with the other. Um, And my philosophy is the big, simple, compound movements will and forever will be always have been the best and the most effective. So when you say the three big
0: compound movements for those people that are tuning in either live on Facebook, how's, it going? how's it going? Uh, Or listening to the podcast, what are those three movements?
1: Squat, deadlift, and the overhead press.
0: Interesting. So I yeah. think most people would have guessed that it would be squat and deadlift. I think um, overhead press. Now tell me why that's one of those three.
1: So a lot of so you can do the bench press as well, but the difference between the bench press and the overhead press is the bench press can in this day and age encourage bad posture, bad uh, mechanics of the shoulders. So right. by doing it overhead, you're going to get the same muscle groups working, and you're going to release the pressure through what we call a kyphotic state, which state which is rounding of the back. Got you.
0: Which is something that is very common anyway due to our lifestyle these days being very much desk bound. A lot of people working desk jobs, driving to work, then sitting down and using the computer all day then driving home. And something you talk about exercise trends. There was a big trend maybe 15, 20 years ago that was to use these gym machines, these fixed resistance machines, which actually were just causing people to sit down again um, after sitting down all day and do kind of the same problematic movement patterns um what's your view on on resistance machines do they still have a place in the gym
1: yeah they still have a place but gyms and gym designers and if this if this upsets any gym designers who may say this good they have it the wrong way around they have a gym full of machines you know be that treadmills cross trainers Bikes and weights machines, you know, leg press, leg curl, leg extension. And then over in the corner, they'll have a little, little tiny space in relation yeah. to the rest of the gym where it's called the free weights area. They might have one or two platforms or squat racks, as we call them. Um, and it should be the other way around.
0: Why do you think that? You, I mean, do you think it's a safe option for a gym to just pack out an area with resistance <laughs> machines?
1: yeah it's safe because when the new person the member of the public comes in and it's it is so machines have a place for getting people moving in the first place but the gyms are set up wrong for that the gyms are set up so as the new person can move and continue to move without Mm -hmm. ever actually training Mm -hmm. yeah whereas if we're if we're actually empowered the fitness instructors and personal trainers who work in gyms, you know, instead of having the fitness instructors uh, doing cleaning duties and doing health and safety audits and whatever else they're doing, they, all these, yeah, tacitly done, but ultimately it's not what a fitness instructor wants to do. Get them to take classes of basic movement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So some awesome places that are doing that. now. Yeah. Right? There's
1: loads of gyms doing this and it's, it's the independent gyms are doing it. It's, The independent gyms who have owners and committees or whatever who have been part of commercial gyms. And, I mean, what I'm saying is not new. You know, a a lot of the audience that's watching right now already know this because they're they're our audience. But the the commercial gyms, sorry, the independent gyms, the owners know this and they'll renovate their gyms and their whole business structure to suit this.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, an interesting point. I mean, at Reasons here, the the gym which um, which I come to every day because I own uh, and get to train in, get to uh, be amongst the great uh, members that we have here at Reasons Fitness. We encourage people um, to come in and learn how to squat, learn how to do free weights exercises. It always. I remember working at a gym in Basingstoke when I was very new to the industry. I was only there two shifts a, a week, and the members there at the time they had to do a separate induction to get access to the free weights area um and that was based on competency to make sure that they could do it properly of course but it made it seem like this thing that if you, you know you'd only go and do that induction if you were interested in being a bodybuilder that was like the only thing because everyone in there was kind of you know into their bodybuilding and it was very so someone coming in for the very first time that just their body type and their lifestyle was crying out to do some squats some deadlifts they would never have had access to that because it would seem like it wasn't for them. So we try and make it as accessible as possible by having four areas in the gym where people can do these movements and actually giving them a program that has that right from day one. So there's no expectation or anything to compare to, to think that I shouldn't be doing that because I'm not good enough or I shouldn't be doing that because it's not what I want to achieve. Because everyone needs to do it. You've already elicited that they are the compound movements that every single Human being benefit from doing squat, deadlift, and overhead press. So, how can we make it more accessible for someone who's new, maybe coming into the gym, maybe for the first time, to say, "Look, this is the best possible thing for you." It may seem or look like it isn't, but it actually is. How can we knock those barriers down?
1: That's a great question. That uh, if, uh, if we knew that, we'd uh, be taking over all the gyms on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, the internet. You know, th- this is where people are starting to learn um, and there's been this big uh, explosion recently of uh, physique training uh, yep. both for male and female and particularly for females what the internet has done for this it's given females the confidence and the power that actually walk into the weights area which 5-10 years ago um, maybe wasn't the case um, so it's just it's every fitness professional out there, ourselves included, is taking responsibility for the stuff that we're posting yep. on our daily or weekly stories, whatever it happens to be, is focused around actual proper, you know, life training. I mean, getting on a cross trainer for forty-five minutes and going into our fat burn steady state zone. I mean, it's it's old school thinking. You know, and it's getting in. You know, PT. You know, PT courses have evolved massively, and they they all all are about strength training. now we know strength training is the fastest way to get results. Whether that result be build muscle, build strength, obviously, uh, fat burn, and change body composition. Um, so it's it's a it's education for the mass numbers.
0: I find it fascinating. You mentioned about social media. There, there are a lot of people now that are becoming real positive role models for uh, men and women that are doing a style of training um, that is encouraging, especially women, to come and replicate that in the gym. Um, Like I saw, I went to, I was in Liverpool at the weekend with delivering uh, body combat initial module training. And I went to the gym before uh, we got into the content Sunday, went to use the gym. There's a girl in there. It must have been about, 19, 20 years old, and she was doing free weights on her own, doing a circuit with her headphones on just in the corner of the gym in the functional area. And I thought, Mm. how good is that? How good is that? The young, young girl there going to do her training in that style. Now, she was watching something on her phone, so she was probably following a plan that maybe she got from someone on Instagram or someone that she follows on Facebook that has achieved a result doing that style of training. Now, it's a very, very fragile position of responsibility, isn't it? Because with that person, let's just call that person person A, who is genuinely, legitimately helping because they know what they're talking about and they've got all the qualifications, versus person B, who has seen person A, replicated it, has already got some kind of physique there in place, and is now a, a person of influence of authority about something that maybe they don't know much about.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's delicate, but I I would argue that it's better that young girl, I think you said she was 19, it's better her in the corner of the gym doing something that she's maybe not 100% sure of, maybe not 100% safe. We've got this real thing when people step into a gym. now. we've got to keep them safe, we've got to keep them safe. A gym's a gym, a gym's meant to be dangerous. We're meant to lift things above our head and if we drop it, you get out of the way. That's called functional training in its essence. But yeah, it's it's better that young girl lifting weights, maybe getting a little muscle strain here or there, than going and wasting her time being on the treadmill for 45 minutes. You've yeah. seen it. You've seen it where they get in the treadmill and they're holding on like this with the incline like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're just being trailed along. I mean, that's that was, that was cool. That was effective 10 years ago. Not no I mean, I, I prefer someone who's doing a bad squat in the squat rack, and then that's when the fitness instructor comes in gets, yep. gets in and first of all asks for help so I asks, "Do you, you like help?" and then actually earns their money instead of spending mm-hmm. their shift doing the things they don't want to do actually yep. servicing yep. people, which is why we get into this industry
0: Yeah, exactly that's the reason we do it, isn't it? And the more we do that, the more we help people on the gym floor, the, the more expected it is when people go and join a gym. And that's something that won't happen overnight. That's something that we have to, as fitness professionals, we have to set the example in our gyms that we work in. So if you're a fitness professional watching this video or listening to this podcast, you've got to go and be responsible for the people that you are there with. You've got to help them. You know, you could be the difference. You could be the catalyst of change in their life. They could be doing yeah. something a certain way. They might need your help just to move on to that next stage in their training. And I, I always like to remind like my guys and, and also instructors when we do initial module training that when people come to your class or they go to the gym, it's quite possible that that's your world, that's your reality, but it's quite possible that that person has said to themselves on the drive in, you know, if it's shit today, I'm not coming back again. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that could be the pivotal thing that you just take for granted, like, oh, they're doing that machine again because they always do that instead of going over there and saying, look, do you know there's other ways you can achieve this result? Or what is it that you are looking to achieve? Did you know that you can do it like this, this and this? Then they might just think that they've tried everything, they've given their all, they've committed their time, money and focus and it's not working, so might as well quit. It's very possible, it happens.
1: Yeah, it's a sad thought that that one experience can influence um, the next experience or lack thereof. But also exciting
0: that that one experience could change them completely like I've got exactly. people that go to the gym here and and I know that there has been one single moment where they where they just the light bulb happened and usually that's because somebody helped them mm-hmm. because it's very difficult for us to see our own blind spots so just having someone come in and help is really important so yeah. let's about let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about les mills let's talk about what you and I do um throughout the year over the weekends all around the country helping people, let's talk about it from this angle, um, to become an instructor. Because I've got a very strong opinion on this and I know you have this quite philosophical as well. So so let's talk about how
1: powerful that is. Um where do where do you start? Where do you start? So we we're trainers for Les Mills, the the biggest fitness programme provider on the planet. And we, part of our role is we train new instructors to teach programs. So I do it for Body Pump, for Grit and CX, are Combat and Attack. Um, and the role we get the players we'll take a current fitness professional who has their level two, most of them will have level threes, and we'll educate them in our philosophy of how to teach a great Les Mills program. Um, and the... The effect of that is we will train on a weekend. We will train, say, up to 16 new instructors. And then within eight weeks, those 16 instructors will be teaching their class of 20 each every week. So you're actually getting an effect on over 200 people per module that you do. Yeah, Um, And that, that for me... When it's when it's broken down like that, it's kind of like wow, that's that's pretty big, and that's just one module. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing if you're doing, you know, five, six, seven of those a year, you know, you're talking thousands of people that you actually get to have influence over. Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, it's powerful, isn't it? To think what difference it makes. And one thing that I really love about it, we had this last weekend, just just uh, the module just gone, is um, people's understanding of how 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 much they believe in themselves Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and seeing and seeing because we see it from our point of view like we know what level we kind of expect to see we also can kind of tell where someone's going to go over the two days in terms of their growth and progression so there could well be somebody who we think you know there's there's really no issue there they're perfectly in the place they need to be in the sweet spot for learning but that person can can actually think that they are going to fail and and that they aren't good enough and get really um, wound up because they just don't believe quite fully that they can do it yet. And yeah, you. I, I don't know about you, but I always find that there's at least one person that has that um, kind of that that doubt, um, and then that makes it all the all the more sweeter seeing that change over the mm. two days and just seeing. Seeing that little look of like oh my god i'm I'm proud of myself for doing that, I think that's quite a powerful thing. I think that's one of the one of the best um parts of of doing um initial module training is seeing that you know
1: that that little light of self belief come on yeah it's a it's a confidence thing as as you've just touched on it's most people who want to become an instructor it's because they've been inspired by another instructor yeah and They, you know, they want to live up to that expectation in their head that they've set themselves, you know, subconsciously, you know, I must be as good as Jen. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you you might not be as good as Jen when you do your initial module training. Why would you be? It's the first time you've tried to teach a program. And people get really upset about that. It's completely understandable. It's completely um, respectful. Um, It'd be worse if it was the other way around, if, if people didn't care. But as you just said, well, you know, what we need to be very good at is recognizing that and telling people what they're good at now and then what their next steps are.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a very, uh, I mean, the shift people make over the two days sometimes is, is so much beyond the physical task. It's actually deep down, isn't it? The confidence shift, the, the, the belief that they get in themselves. Um, I'd love to, I don't know about you, but I'd love to speak to some of them on the Monday
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely uh what, see, how, what a,
0: see how they feel and just see oh, it
1: made it seem like oh the i've just uh, flipped this on on my ipad yeah. by mistake that's like yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking good anyway i one of the the best moments in my les mills career so i've had a, a lot of highlights with les mills i've got to travel around europe i've got to do dozens and dozens of modules um I've got to be on the big stage at Les Mills live events but one of my best moments was I was at a quarterly workshop and I was just at the quarterly workshop kind of just doing the thing you know at the venue um doing hopefully doing a great job but essentially just doing my job and a member a member an instructor come up to me and said, Ricky, it's great to see you again. And I'm looking at this instructor thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, it's great to see you. And she called me on it and she said, you've no idea who I am, do you? Yeah. And I was just like, no, which module was it? I said, it was a CX module in Manchester. And then I made it a clock that it was lifestyle fitness. Um, and I was like, Beth. I said, yes. And it's just suddenly dawned on me. I trained Beth like six, nine months prior to that. And you know, at the time I, I'd forgotten about Beth, but it's like, she's been teaching all this time. Yeah, yeah. She's been teaching to 20, 30, 40, 50 people a week each time. Every week, Every week. And it's yeah. just like, and she's still doing it, and she's still coming to upskills, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and that was a real, that was, it sounds cheesy, but that was a moment I realized the, the kind of effect that we have and the importance of it.
0: Absolutely. And like we can sort of transition now onto a a point that's slightly different here. Um, I've got a lot of time for people on the module because they've been brave and they've had to kind of put their hand up and say, I'm willing to step in and step up and learn something and be be a bit vulnerable, put myself into the unknown. Um, And I've got a lot of time and respect for anyone who does anything, whatever it is that they're passionate about, whatever it is that excites them and following that path. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to discuss with you now in this episode of the Super Self Podcast live on Facebook. Um, <laughs> what's your? Uh, you and I have had chats about this um, privately, but what's what's your advice that you would give someone who is trying to do something that isn't the norm and is maybe holding on to what other people might think about it?
1: Um. Uh, this is going to be short. YOLO. Yeah, okay, explain. Yeah, you only live once. You're only answerable to yourself and your own expectations in your head. And if you attach expectations to another person's thoughts or another person's opinions, you'll always be accountable to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, there's always going to be one or two people in your life who you're accountable to. Normally, one of them is going to be the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one will be a spouse or partner Mm -hmm. Um, and that's fine but it's not comparing yourself to other say fitness professionals or if you know cross industry people who you look up to you're not them you we all have our own pathway yeah and it's just compare yourself to yesterday yeah rather than you know, what does he say? What does she say? Because if you're always thinking about what that person says, you're never letting go. You're never actually doing it for you. You're doing it to please someone else. Mm-hmm. When it's not about them, it's your life. Yeah, exactly. And if you
0: believe in the choice that you've made, then that means that you can believe in yourself because you made that choice. Um, and remember, like I always say to my clients that we're all a work in progress. I can remember when I was about 21 um bear in mind i'd already been to new zealand already worked out there for a year and a half in my head i was already that guy i was already that that fitness guy and i remember one of my good friends saying to me um i kind of understand now Uh, i I get it i get the pt thing and i was like what do you mean so well you you now you now look a little bit like you are a pt whereas before you didn't i was like what do you mean so were you too small you didn't really have any like definition and it kind of hit me and I it stuck with me for ages because I was like, fucking hell, that's like one of my best friends that said that to me. So even though now it's kind of a compliment, he's just told me what he thought about me for like the last two or three years based on observing my life choices. And it was a bit like, well, if that happened then for two or three years, then what what's happening now in the circles that I'm in right now about the things I'm doing now? And I think the only thing that, that really kind of... Um, quietens that that voice is that like you say you you have one chance to do the things that you want to do and other than a a few people which I think you know yours and I know mine and hopefully you listening and watching this know yours maybe two or three people that you should listen to for advice and maybe soundboard things with everyone else don't matter does it it just does not matter about about their opinion because they could serve you that opinion like that comment, my friend, he would not be watching this. He would be going, oh, shit, that was me. Because he probably forgot about it. It was probably a little comment that he just off the cuff, just no meaning behind it, just spatted it out there. And, um, you know, it, it definitely got taken on board. But that could hold people back, can't it, if they take that too much to heart?
1: Yeah, because it's, it's worrying about people's opinions who don't actually matter. You know, your opinion matters. Your goals matter. What's somebody else's opinion on your goal? Now, you can hear it. You can take little bits of it to inspire you, but don't take don't take the negative from it because you'll you'll run out of time.
0: Yeah, and I always knew like that. I was I was going to work hard enough to get myself into a situation where I could fulfil my potential, and, and actually knew that at that stage I was not physically where I wanted to be. Like I was probably about four. And I wanted to be a 10. So I knew that there was still work to do. But I also recognized that the only way that was going to happen is if I got my arse into training every day, nonstop, every week. And it's a strange thing that happens, isn't it? When you just fall in love with the process, you wake up one day and it's 10 years on. And Mm. you've been doing it consistently for 10 years. And then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, my God, I see a photo of myself back then and think I've I've done the thing that I always wanted to do back then. You know, it's happened. You talk about like squat deadlift overhead press you have an idea of what you might want to lift for example and if you're not quite there with that then the more you train and the more time passes it's inevitable as long as you're doing the right things that you'll get there eventually
1: yeah 100% and that's why you know the relate this back to keeping things simple with training you know it's it's the simple things that get you to the end goal so if your end goal is here why worry about what this person and this person, this person's thinking? So yep. you just, you go in that line and you don't let the bystanders get in your way.
0: Exactly. If they don't agree with the vision, get them out the vision. Mm-hmm. We get a few, few comments coming through here, people that are agreeing with what we're saying. Um, Jeffrey has shouted YOLO. Yeah, uh, I see that. David, totally agree. We have our own personalities. It's great to have fitness idols but be yourself at the end of the day. Gareth, Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Absolutely. Danny? 100%
1: Danny, I Gaz. I love that comment. Hey. Uh, that's Gaz Gareth Bailey. He's a uh, PT in exercise for less in Liverpool. Uh, really, really good guy.
0: Okay. Nice uh, one. Good stuff. How you doing, Gaz? Good to have you on board. And Danny, I told, I got told the other day by a gym receptionist, I look too young to teach pump. I'm 25. Um, I would embrace that and, and know that by the time you're 30, you know, by the time you're 35, just think where you'll be. Uh, I love that thought. Like we, Ricky, I don't know how old you were when you got into the industry, but I was young. I expect you were quite young as well. Uh, you said yeah. at the beginning you to both it from a young age. Um, so I think um, advice for anyone young going into anything, whether it's fitness industry or anything, just know, like, learn, lap it up, and just think how much experience you're going to have in 10 years' time. When you are the age of everyone else that you're, you know, rubbing shoulders with, because that's a scary thought to think how how much of a leader you could be in that space.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely cool. agree.
0: So we've had some uh, a lot of love for this, mate. We've had a lot of people tuning in over the course of the video. We've had um, a lot of people clicking on the life and love and laughter and all sorts of emotions coming through. Um, <laughs> Remember, this is um, live on Facebook, but the audio will be featured on the Supercell podcast, which is on iTunes. You can find that by searching on there. Um, Ricky, I'm going to ask you some questions now. Before we can...
1: Oh, no. I, this is when you're going to put me on the spot, isn't it?
0: I'm going to put you on the spot. Not like I haven't already put you on the spot, right? Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Here we go.
0: I can almost right, right, I'm ready. So... We're going to go in with this. I'm going to ask you five questions. Just come up with short, snappy answers. Like, first thing that comes to your head style. okay? So, Ricky Long, (laughs) Super Self Podcast. Question number one is, what does Super Self mean to you?
1: Super Self. It's you're happy with yourself and what you're doing and where you're going. Love it. Good answer. Question two, what do you like doing in your spare time? Um, spare time, spare time. Joe, so used to be a little bit of a computer geek. I used to like a little laptop game. Um, You might know it. We've had a little chat about <laughs> it.
0: It's not a a- like that. It's not Football
1: Manager age, right? That's a That's a one. That's a one. But it, it's dangerous because you can lose your whole four world. or five hours of your life just like that. I think I would
0: yeah. be a, a neurosurgeon if I didn't have Football Manager. <laughs> <or whatever. Football
1: laughs> yeah. yeah, likewise.
0: Okay, question three is, what are, what is your favourite tune to work out to right now?
1: Tune, I am really, really going back old school, 1990s. Yeah. Uh, Anything from Alice DJ, um, yeah. Insomnia, uh, DJ Quicksilver. It's just, I, I don't know why. Um, I, actually, I do know why. It's because now, because I live in Scotland, it's bringing me back to my youth when I was out <laughs> learning how to socialise in, in uh, Belfast and the Ice Bowl. Very cool,
0: very cool. Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Why?
1: There's more variety. There's more to watch. DC is very, you know, Batman's always going to be the king, but Marvel, there's there's more to watch in that. There's more programs. There's more films. There's more books. There's more comics. Um, there's something for everyone with Marvel.
0: Love it, and then possibly linked um, female and male fitness inspiration.
1: Um, I'll see the male. I'll need to think of a female. Uh, so there's two people spring to mind automatically Uh, one is a lady by the name of Tina Bobstead lives in Dublin she's from uh, Denmark um, and she's been through uh, uh, just so much in her life Uh, there's so many things you could say and she's just you know nothing gets the girl down she's always a really really positive person and the second one is a gentleman called Alan Turtle. So Alan, who was one of probably one of the original Les Mills instructors in Northern Ireland, 2002, 2003, still upskills, still teaches to the, the absolute highest standard, um, He PTs to the highest standard. Uh, when I left Belfast, I you know told the majority of my clients, you know, give Alan a shout if he's free. Um, And he's just, he's a real good guy, a real family guy.
0: Awesome. I see both those, i obviously know both those people um, and see those guys putting great stuff on social media as well. You know, being role models for other people, um, which is great. You know, passing that whole uh, right mindset for positive change, being real, being authentic, which is hopefully um, what we can continue to do as people in the industry and also just amongst our social circles and just living, the best we can to do the things that we want to do that's what it's all about so um ricky thank you for being a guest on the super self podcast
1: yeah wicker it's been a pleasure
0: have you we, we need to do more guests so um thanks for setting the you know the level the standard high which <laughs> has been done i'm not just saying that you've done well um, <laughs> uh, have you got something that you would like to ask the listeners and viewers that might help you, maybe some some industry research or a question that you'd like to ask um, the small amount of following that we have.
1: It's maybe not a question; it's uh, a challenge. So, if you are a client of a personal trainer or a coach, be that on a one-on-one basis or a group exercise basis, um, my challenge to you is to challenge your coach to ask your coach nice. why. You know, okay. if the coach is making you do supersets or drop sets or single leg stuff or sprints, ask them why. Because a good coach will appreciate that question. Like it,
0: very cool. Okay, Ricky, thanks for joining us on the Superset Podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been tuning in on Facebook. Um, just a quick roll call for the names that have been commenting: Gaz, Karen, uh, what we got here, Jeff. David, Gemma, Danny, Peter. Uh, Sorry, we couldn't get to all your comments. Uh, Thanks for posting them up. Craig, Noreen, Fifi, Rika. That's all all my lot. (laughs) Kevin, Sam. I mean, the guy's a popular fella. He pulls in the clouds. (laughs) Um, No wonder I chose him to be a guest, eh? Yeah. Listen to the Super Self podcast, it will help you with your fitness, your positivity and your motivation, thanks for joining, I'm Ricky, top man, I'll speak to you privately in a minute, peace. Alright, cheers mate, see ya.
1: The actual first time we met was actually in a bathroom, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah it was, yeah, it was. <laughs> the, first, the first time, there, you heard it here first, the first time that we officially met each other was in a toilet. Mm. You held the door for me. That's all I held. Them. Anyone who holds the door for anyone, you, you know, we talk about these little actions of uh, kindness. And I think that's the reason we're good friends now, because you held the door for me um, in Bristol in the toilet.
1: I'm, uh, what, uh, that's all I held. That's all I'm saying. That's it.